What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Barangay Podcast Network. The music you're hearing right now is brought to us by Gene. He's our producer of the week. You can find all his info in the description. I'm here with my boy in New York City, Justin Peralta. Justin, say what's up. Yo, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) That's it? (laughs) Yeah, yo, what's up? I'm here recording from New York. All right, bro. Um, How about you tell him a little bit about yourself? um, So, my name is Justin Peralta. I consider myself a visual artist. I concentrate more on like photography, even though that's not like my whole what I'm trying to identify as. Like, I just want to have like a vision, like visually, I just want to just encompass everything. I want to do graphic design. I want to do photography. I want to do, I don't know, stages and I want to do everything. Yeah. That. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so then let's just go right into it. So, so you as a photographer, you actually just did, was it your first solo exhibit? You just did a week long exhibit at Canal Street Market in Chinatown in New York City? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, just my first solo exhibit. Yeah, that shit was dope. Was yeah, what what was that about? You called it motion pictures, right? Yeah, uh, it's funny because uh, so I, I called it motion pictures, but I kind of did it in in a satirical way. Like I wanted to call it motion pictures just to hype it up, so it could like sound like I'm dropping a movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was so quite like, literally like, motion pictures. It, yeah but exactly but it was quite literally like motion pictures and it was just uh, uh shots of i mean if you guys follow me or whatever you guys know that i'm always in chinatown and like taking taking pictures of like the neighborhood and all that stuff yeah and uh i've been taking pictures around there for like almost like three years and uh recently so the work that i showed I, I was actually the latest pictures that I've ever taken. So I took those pictures maybe like four months ago. Okay. Uh, just uh, out of frustration of like what I had done, like what out of the pictures that I already had. Cause I was like, Oh, like uh, these pictures are cool, but like they look like too sharp. Like this looks like it doesn't look like me. Like mm-hmm. it, there's no, my identity in it. Like the only thing that would tell you like, Oh, it's maybe Justin, if I told you, but if you will put this out there into the world, It'll be like, all right, so, like, who did this? Like, this could be anybody with their phone just taking pictures. Yeah, no, that's very true. So, I needed that one signature. So, I kind of made it with that whole motion stuff and kind of, like, gritty, dark. Uh, But it just, like, to express frustration, kind of, with the work that I had. Uh, I don't know if you want to go into, like, me explaining that now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Go right ahead. Oh, so, yeah. So, the, the whole idea with the... With the concept that I was playing with for the exhibition was so I, I'm look I'm take like nowadays everybody wants to fall in the trap of just I like, not fall in the trap because I understand why people need representation and they need everything because I mean that's what they showed us like oh you need to you need this person to be this high and like be this person and then you as like a mi- like a minority or whatever you need to look up to this one person that we put in the podium up there so word yeah yeah. then yeah like so like you need to look to this person and then that person represents you but you as a human being like you don't like your individuality doesn't kind of it matters but it doesn't matter as much as the people that they putting money towards yeah um so yeah it's like i was just taking pictures and i'm like damn i want to like 
first it started as a thought like oh let me just kind of represent this neighborhood and like show everybody like the people and all that stuff but at the same time i'm like yo like i'm i'm just another passenger like i'm just another person in a rush like trying to take pictures while i'm trying to go to work i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do all that and like the speed of this city like you don't you can't really just i mean you can but you can't just like chill for like a while and just like oh let me just wait like this romantic uh view of photographer street photography i'm Mm -hmm. like oh i just sit in the corner and i just like look for three hours but you do the complete opposite yeah i do the complete complete opposite right i'm like all right let me just do everything on the go and like capture like try to capture the the energy of the city like the like how if you see the pictures like they it's like a bunch of motion but at the same time it's like the moment is kind of fleeting it's like you know like water like evaporating yeah, like yeah, yeah the yeah. essence of everything just gets uh when you take a picture and you convey motion like yeah it kind of conveys speed but at the same time it conveys like like a evanescent moment like it's just like the moments are evaporating or are they getting uh misinterpreted that's how you say that word misinterpreted uh, yeah misinterpreted <laughs> yeah I, I still have like so it gets misinterpreted or like in a positive or negative way because sometimes like you just do some random stuff to a stranger or like kind of look at them a certain type of way and you even weren't trying to look at them in a like in any way but they take it as like good and like good or bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i feel with speed emotional and stuff like like that i try to convey with the with the whole gallery i try to just convey like the speed of the city my frustration as like i can't uh i can't represent a neighborhood that i'm not fully immersed in and i'm just a passenger uh i could just give you an impression like of the space and through giving you like an impression you get to kind of speak for yourself and it's not kind of just being like oh let me just go into this neighborhood and like make it my stuff but it is in a way kind of like like let me make it some let me make let me not give you what this is but let me try to like at least make my work speak behind it because it's like i don't know the same way that that if i take a concrete way of explaining what that neighborhood is for me and it loses its identity while me while me just trying to uh interpret it mm-hmm. like if i don't take my take on it then I'm losing my identity too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a push and pull. It's yeah. a give and take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's push and pull. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. No, like, one thing that I really like about your work is that a lot of it is so... It's very, like... It's almost like documentary style where in that mm-hmm. you're just kind of capturing whatever you want to capture and, and you're composing it. You're, yeah. you're composing it later on to create a bigger image. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I don't. I don't exactly know what your workflow is like, but like to me, it just it seems like you're just literally shooting all day, every every day, anywhere, everywhere you go, and then you look back at it and you're like, "Oh, that makes I sense." Just, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's almost as if you're, at least in my opinion, it's almost as if you're like, like post analyzing the work that you've already done and then yeah. juxtaposing it with other work that you've already done, and it's just like this never ending cycle of like. <laughs> Like this was nothing, but now it's something. This was nothing, but now it's something, and it's like that's exactly what. Right. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like your work is always mind blowing, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> that's know. A, that. It's funny that you say that because that's exactly how I go. Like that. 
before I used to like, be like, oh, let me just come up with this concept and whatever. And like, maybe it would like make sense. I mean, it, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about it making sense. I was just thinking about it just looking cool. And like, so people could just go and be like, oh my God, this is cool. Let me just go like it. And like, whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, but now it's all about just uh, in, in the panel, like I, I was talking about just there's two things. There's sharing your work and there's sharing your eye. So your eye is your perspective. Mm-hmm. And that like your own perspective is like your perspective is the thing that you should share. Like, because uh, that's one thing that you could only see. Like, you could see like a blank wall with like a red dot in the middle. And I don't know. What does that mean? Like maybe somebody got punched and that red dot is like. Like their blood, blood or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or there's like a sniper on like the I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's pointing his <laughs> so laser. So that red dot could mean it could exactly. it so means it something like different so than anybody stuff. else. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so like usually like now I try to just share on a day to day basis, process wise, I share my eye, I don't share my work. And then whenever I want to share kind of my work, then I put two and two together. I create my own timeline. I remember what I was telling you about, like not having notifications on because I want to be on my own time. Yep. Like yeah. I'm available. I'm available only when I want to be available. Yeah. And it's not an asshole shit. It's just like you should kind of do that because I don't know with the phones and all that stuff. Everybody thinks just because you have access is because you that person has to respond to you. Like no, bro. Like, back in the days, you had to like go meet up in a place and tell me that you couldn't meet up with me because we already <laughs> met up. So might as well just talk. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, word. So you you said something really interesting to me about creating your own timeline. Can you speak a little more on that? Does that mean like you're you're using you're literally using images from maybe one image from ten years ago that you've you've put in combination with an image from yesterday? Is that what you mean yeah, by that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, it's like if you, if you look at like movies are are like that. Movies are like I shot this a month ago and I shot this yesterday, where it all compiled looks at. Like it's one concrete whole thing, right? But right. It's not, you know. I, it's so it's like that's yeah, my yeah. life is kind of like is, I'm trying to compile it as like a movie, but not a movie. You know, I don't know, not I don't know. It kind of, yeah, it's interesting because that is literally <laughs> the way movies are produced, but people never really look at photography from that perspective, you know, because generally yeah, yeah, when it comes true. to photography, you have mm-hmm. a scheduled shoot where you have six hours to execute and whatever you get from that yeah. shoot is what you're working with, you know, and there's, there's yeah. never really that opportunity to, to kind of readjust, I guess. But I mean, that's actually something that I did in the past as well. When I was like, um, when I was doing a lot of work, like with framing and extra design with my photography, a lot of that was actually like I would use older shots as textures and things like that to kind of create more more of a feel for the main image, you know what I mean? But yours is totally different because you're really focusing yeah. on both images or multiple images that could be from any yeah. any point in time, but it all cohesively makes but, sense. But I Yeah, but I first started like that same thing that you said, that's how I first started. Like like a lot of people didn't notice sometimes, but what I would do, I would use the same image twice. So I'll zoom in like, mm-hmm. s- like zoom in a lot, and then I'll uh, put the Im- the actual image on top, right. and it's just to use that as like a border or something, right, or right, just right. like there was some colors that I wanted to accentuate in the picture. So like I'll like just zoom in into that part and kind of make it that frame. I don't know, just make it look pretty, you know? Yeah, no, for um, sure. But it didn't have it didn't have no process behind it. It was just uh, aesthetic, like just aesthetics, you know. Not like now that. 
like i don't know if you saw what i posted uh like yesterday like i have like the mercedes benz with the yellow line and then i have like a trash can with yeah. the yellow yeah, yeah, like chain yeah like, and the, yo those pictures were taken like maybe a, a month and a half apart oh wow of course <laughs> of course that's great so how do you how do you not lose interest in your photos because so many people will lose interest in their photos a month and a half later but you continuously use them as reference points for everything that you do it's funny i don't i have this weird thing that i kind of remember everything that i took pictures of and so photographic just having photographic that memory <laughs> maybe yeah but it's funny but i i wish i had that with text like i could just look at the text and like remind it like remember it but i i don't i'm actually pretty bad at reading like i'm good at reading but i'm bad at reading if you know what i mean you're bad at um, reading what do you mean you read more than anybody i know no no i i do but it's like let's say if i gotta talk about something that i read i won't remember as much as of something that i heard let's say like audiobooks i could retain more than books i feel books go into my like subconscious or unconscious. i don't know uh, uh, whatever like it just stores in a different like inaccessible place for me uh, or not inaccessible just it stores in a place that it's kind of harder for me to access okay, okay and then audio and video it's more like all right i is visually like i could see it and i kind of have a, a picture of it and sound is just easier for me because like i mean i could i literally go to like i sleep listening to music yeah what like, i don't I don't have. It doesn't shock anything. What have you been listening to or, or watching lately that you think you might want to put people onto? Uh, lately, I don't know I I found this one podcast which I damn I don't remember the name though. It's about movie posters. Oh really? Uh, yeah, like the designing uh, process of movie posters. Yeah, like it talks about like all the graphic designers that worked on the movie posters and like what kind of style they used. Um. Like what? What were they trying to convey with the movie posters? I mean, just I I don't know why I'm like really fascinated with like visuals. I'm trying to answer this question: like, does cap does visuals carry sound, or does sound carry visuals, or or how does that work? Like, if you put a song first, right? Yeah. Like, does that? I don't know. I, this, I don't know how to explain. I mean, for me personally, like, if I'm hearing a song for the first time and I and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm really connecting with it, I can generally visualize like what I think what I think the song would look like in terms of whether that means yeah. in terms of a, mi- a music video or just like from an abstract perspective of like this is literally what this song feels like and this is what I'm visualizing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. But what was the what was the vice versa to that? So, yeah, it's like this count. So back in the day, it's like a movement kind of was started by the type. Let's see, like music. So music, like everybody started doing like punk rock and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like there was a shift in society. But like I feel now for a while, like that kind of like chilled for a second. And then with all the visual mediums coming into the light. So people were more visually um, driven to do a change in society just because of the visuals, you know? Right, yeah. I don't know. And so, let's say, like, if a poster looks punk, so then punk music will be the thing. It'll play in your head. It's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like, it. I don't know, it, it does Does the music uh, kind of stamp and be like, all right, so 
I don't, damn, I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's something that I'm still kind of trying to figure trying to it process. out. That's yeah, why yeah. I can't word it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's kind of it's it's just hard to explain. So it's so it's I don't know. It's like it's like in a protest. Like is is the poster doing way more justice than the people screaming something? Oh, I think so. I think so. Like you. Definitely, because like I think yeah. I think those visuals oftentimes will like it'll trigger something within us. Like it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that like we'll look at a a movie poster that has a punk design and we'll start to like hear or visualize more punk rock stuff in our heads. But yeah. like it it definitely offers a stimulating feeling where we we kind of hone in on something like some kind of experience. Yeah. True. But yeah, it's, I'm still like, uh. <laughs> hmm. because I, I was just, I was just watching like all this stuff uh, back in the days, uh, let's say in, I don't know, London and all that stuff. Yeah. Like graphic design, graphic designer had a lot of like pull in what happened in society. Like everything that they were like, like the ads that they would pull out, like the, the stuff that they would do underground, like they were the mediators of like basically culture and society right like they'll start talking about something and just deconstruct kind of like what was said in like a newspaper and like make something i don't know it, it was and then I, I, out of that then everybody would start following with like oh let's make like more like all these like mu- like music that kind of like speaks to the problems of society instead of just like it speaks to i don't know Instead of it speaking just, to the masses in a general sense, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. about the the opposite. That, I mean, that's kind of the purpose of underground music. The purpose has always been to kind of be the opposition to the mainstream, to what the masses are always hearing, so that there's there is that that opposing idea, that opposing mentality through the music. Because like music is one of the most easily accessible and like easy to understand uh, forms of media that we have in this life, and like. It's super easy to portray an idea through it, you know? Yeah. And that's just sound. Sound is super powerful. And that is why we're here on the Barangay Podcast Network, baby. Audio is taking over the world. (laughs) It really is, man. If you want to figure podcasting out, just go check out what people did in the radio back in the day. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. It's like every technology that comes out doesn't create anything new. It just encompasses everything under one umbrella. Exactly. No, that's exactly it. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly it it's just like a black hole just swallowing everything yeah and that's technology how are you feeling about the way technology is going right now what's new in your world what are you interested in me uh i know technology is I, I like it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me because yeah. like i i you know i'm i'm totally about it and i'm totally about the crazy ass ideas like i just on there's a lot of ideas now that I don't know why it ha- they haven't been done. Like, the, let's say, like, right now, if a picture gets stolen, like, yo, a picture has metadata. It has everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it has all your coordinates, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you you literally can't, like, just pinpoint, like, my whatever content, picture, whatever, and tell me, oh, yeah, that, that's Justin. Or, I don't know, you, you can't create a software that just tracks this stuff, but you could track me when I'm walking everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's, that's, like, kind of, man, weird. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's like yo, come on, like it's not that hard. Like, you can literally go and like check everything, but you can't really like just look out for me. Like li- like really look out for me. Don't look for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. No. It. Uh. But technology. I, I feel like everything is. It's pretty. It's interesting right now. Like, let's say like with virtual reality and like. Uh, not even virtual reality. I feel like virtual reality was just like done, just because that's what the movie sold us. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a virtual world. Yeah, and it might eventually happen, but I think like AR, there's no way that you could eliminate this reality that we live in and replace it and, fully with and replace nah, it fully with no something way. that there's is. No way. Yeah, it's like you can add layers on it, but you can't. Exactly. Away with it. Exactly. I view it as something where you can add layers and treat it as a luxury because there's there's yeah. literally no way that we can get rid of our, our actual reality. Like virtual reality mm-hmm. is something totally separate. You know, there's like how are we going to have virtual reality if we don't exist in this reality? Exactly, yeah. At the end of the day when you get off of that, you come in into this. So, if you don't <laughs> know how to deal with this, like yeah, yeah. unless you want to stay in the in that other end and I don't know what's gonna happen to you there. Well, you, There's a, that, I mean, yeah, it's like depends on how 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 much it gets developed. Yeah, I guess it depends know. how far it goes. Because as of right now, we can only we can only like somewhat mentally exist in virtual reality while we still one hundred percent physically exist in the regular realm. I wonder if that's one day going to change. I hope it doesn't, but it could. Who knows? It, I mean, it it could like at least reality wise. I feel that we are already there. Like. What do you mean? Like we don't we we don't need yeah no we yeah this is it like this like we literally exist in the respective spaces that we are right now but there's this total other open space that we oh, are okay. now, that we see, yeah, yeah. and it's still space um, yeah like I feel that you know how people are selling like real estate right nowadays bro like fuck that and like just open your own open source kind of realm mm-hmm. and just sell property there bro and and then like put like i don't know coffee shops and shit there like man we're like on some sim shit and just uh like you sell like virtual re- like real estate basically. have you ever have you ever heard of the the rapper bus driver he's a really indie bus driver yeah no you never heard of bus driver no, i never heard of him he's a really indie oh. underground dude from from la he's like i don't know he's in his 40s now but his like his most legendary song is called Imaginary Places. It was featured on, I think, on Tony Hawk's Underground, the first one, and that was like when it oh, first wow. got big recognition. That was like his his kind of first big yeah, step, you know. Uh, that wasn't his peak. He's pretty big, but <laughs> but it was a big step. Oh, for okay, him. It was okay, a big okay, step okay. for him. But in that song, he he says something like, like if you really want to piss off your parents, buy real estate in imaginary places. Oh, and in that he's saying like like pursue the arts pursue pursue the creative arts you know because it all exists in your imagination and the only way that you can yeah. really unlock it is if you buy that real estate which is the way he which is yeah. his metaphor for it. I, oh, I've man. always really loved that that was one of the one of my favorite things he's ever said but that was always dope wow that's that's actually crazy and like if you take it at just like a cynic type of mind mentality just like like buy back your brain like buy back your your like yourself, you know. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's even. It's like, oh, that, yeah. That's an even scarier like, way to look at it. Yeah, 
Because that's so true. Because honestly, so like we're all we're all brainwashed to some extent. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like it's like, and it's it's like inevitable. I don't know. Like I've been watching. Have you watched Attack on Titans? No, I haven't yet. I haven't so, yet. I'm sorry. Shit. I'm sorry. Nah, it's all good. No, yeah. it's it's just like yo that that shit speaks like volumes. I mean, I I feel like if you read for like philosophy and all this stuff, like like you already get a glimpse of that. But just having a updated, like up to date representation of how, like we've been, everything has been fed to us. Like all the history, all the stuff. Like why do we? Like why is this person even important? Like maybe the like why are we reading about Socrates or whatever? Like yeah, like yeah. he did all the stuff, whatever. But at the same time, like why him? Like maybe there was other Socrates and like nobody actually listened to them, but he got the opportunity and the platform to just yeah. get his voice heard. Um, which is why I'm always rifting off, just like yo, create your own platforms and give the podium to the people that you want. Like stop, uh, like be let's say. When you get to work with other brands, like big brands and all that stuff, yeah, it's cool and all that. Mm-hmm. But like you gotta you gotta understand that all the what is it? Image wise, like let's say in, in the modeling industry, like all the reason why we have all these uh like you have to look a certain type of way is cause that industry created that. Yep. And yep. the brands that were there wanted that. And they never did anything until it was cool to do it. And like we are just letting now the people like with all these brands trying to do like oh represent this culture and all that we letting the people that that messed up our image like reconstruct that image yep. and just sell it to us again yeah and that yeah that's that's not cool kind of yeah like why 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 do I give you another like another opportunity of just like telling my story yeah no we all need to figure out a way to claim ownership of our own image and our own yeah. mindset and everything like that. Because there's so much, there's so much control coming from outside sources. It's pretty disturbing, honestly. <laughs> I know, yeah. You just, like you get, you start thinking about it, and it's like, at the same time, I, I don't like. I, I'm always saying, like, talking about shit like this, but in in another light of this, I'm just thinking, like, why, like, they, like, we always say, like, oh, like, they are this, but like, why do we say they and we think that they are perfect? You know, like. Whoa. <laughs> like uh, like who are they like they not like we are human everybody makes mistakes and we're not that smart you know so it's like they are not perfect either like are we making this like all the stuff that we think about them being perfect and like having everything figured out like i don't think that could be true like there's no way that you could figure something out completely and be like oh yeah like they have figured like they do this this and that and that's why we do this yeah it's like damn like you you kind of falling victim to just like manipulation by just saying that i think no yeah because you're just surrendering we're like oh they they want this and this is what i'm gonna do it's like all right so you're already aware of that so why don't you do something why don't you do something about it man yeah all right all right i need to take a break from all of this this (laughs) philosophy and society talk uh let's 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 go back in time bro let's go back in time word how about (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's. All right, let's 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 go back to. Uh, let's see. So, Justin, you're an immigrant from Puerto Rico, huh? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, how long have you been living in, in New York now? 
yeah, eight years, I think. Eight years? I, I always get confused. I don't know if it's eight or nine. Yeah. I moved here when I was 19. I'm 20. Yeah, eight, eight years. Oh, wow. Actually, I think, what, to, what day is today? I think in November, it's like eight years. Yeah, because I was born here. I was born here. Then I lived here till like, I was like seven years old. I did kindergarten, first grade here. I learned how to speak Spanish here. Oh, words? Weird. Yeah. And then my mom took us to Puerto Rico. And okay. I spent, what, 13, 13 years over there? Yeah, I went to school. Uh, I went to elementary. I went to high school. I did a year and a half of college. And then after that, I just... Who was it? If I'm be really like really honest, the reason why I'm kind of here is like, yeah, I wanted to be here. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to get away from Puerto Rico because... Like I had like I was in a relationship and then like some like it didn't go well and then I had a car too and I love this car. This is like the car that I've always always wanted yeah. ever. Like it's like a nineteen eighty seven Volkswagen. Nice. And I was like, yo, I got this and I had only I had some money saved and I knew it was good not gonna last, but I was like, fuck it, let me just get the car of my dreams. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know why, like it was kind of like messed up and I and I had some money saved and I'm like, all right, so I just bought this car. And now I could go see my my ex at the moment, and then I don't know why I broke it that like it broke down like in a week. I I kind of know why it, it broke down because I was just like racing around and doing dumb shit with it. Of course. Um, <laughs> what else yeah, would you do? And, with it? But the funny thing is that while I was racing, nothing happened to the car. The only reason why it broke like it broke down. So I was gonna pick up my cousin at his house, and I didn't have a horn, right? Mm-hmm. So my car was like pretty loud. So I just like accelerated the car super, super loud. And it literally, it did this weird ass noise. Like it went like, ah, and then it just kind of popped, something popped. Something and I'm popped. like, oh, that's maybe, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's maybe, I don't know, the exhaust or something. So I drive my, uh, like I, that happens. And then I'm uh, my cousin comes out. He's like, oh, give me a second. I have to do some shit. So I'm like, all right, so just meet me in my crib. Because he wasn't even that far. He could literally walk to my crib. All right. But I just wanted to show off and be like, oh, let me pick him up in my car. Um, <laughs> and when I got home, like the car didn't want to turn on and blah, blah, blah. And I had to fix it. Wasted all my money. And my relationship was just going to shit too. And I was like, yo, I think I'm going to the Marines. And my mom was like, why the hell do you want to go to the Marines? Whoa. And I was like, I don't know. Like, what the hell am I going to do here? And one of the reasons why I wanted to go to the Marines was because... One of my best friends, like, he did it, and he got... Oh, wait, no. The Navy. My bad. Navy. Uh, he got... He went to the Navy, and he got based in Tokyo. So, I was like, bet. Oh, that's pretty dope. Go to, to the Navy and just get based in Tokyo. Like, I was, I'm down. Like, I'm out. And I didn't have no money or no nothing. I was like, fuck it. Like, why not? But then, my I think my mom had called my dad, and they were like, oh, like, Justin kind of wants to go, like, enlist. And my mom was like, I don't know if I want him to do that. And then my dad was like, all right, so I don't know. Like, if he wants to come over here, like, we good. Like, he could just come through. And I thought about it because, like, I'm always, like, in the back and forward with my dad. But I was like, ah, whatever. Let me just go and, like, at the same time, get to spend some time with my dad and yeah. kind of get to catch up. Um, And then just, I yeah, I just moved to New York, lived with him a few months, then... Uh, some shit happened and then I just like moved out so I stormed out of the house and just found a room and then <laughs> I lived yeah I was like I had only what 400 so there was like this one day that like something happened in the house and like I kind of got really really tight uh, 
and when my dad came back to to the house like i wasn't there and like my stuff wasn't there and like he calls me and he's like yo like where you at but i did i didn't answer for like a few days and then he called me he's like oh like where where you at like i don't see none of your stuff in your house whatever he's like oh and i'm like oh don't worry about it i just moved out and there was this lady that like she had offered me a room i think it was like 600 bucks and she didn't like i just went up to her and be like oh like her name is joha and <laughs> I, I told her i told her i'm like look like i kind of want to move out and like i only have 400 dollars on me right now like if if that's cool like i could give you this money and i'll move into the room and i'll just like give you 600 next week and like we could and then she's like yeah and then she like literally kept charging me 400 bucks and she never raised my rent oh wow um and she had like a she already had everything set up like she had a bed she had like like a little like jar she had like like a little closet or so i didn't i just had like a few stuff like the stuff that i moved with in puerto rico over here uh that's what i took and it was like just a luggage and not much you know damn how old were you when all of this was <laughs> happening what was that how old were you when all of this was happening this was uh maybe like 19 20 wow man Between them, yeah. where were you living at at this point east new york brooklyn ah yeah i was in the hood Man, look at you now living in Times Square. <laughs> I know, wow. right? This is so like just surreal. Wow. Somewhere like yeah, it's crazy. Even though I'm not gonna lie, like it wasn't bad in the hood. Like, and the hood is not the hood like how it was before. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know if I'm talking about my personal experience and like in the timeline that I got here. Yeah. But what I my image of what the hood was was like on some crazy shit, and then when I got there. Uh, it was it was actually pretty welcoming. Like I feel more welcomed in the hood and more f- like family kind of thing. Like in the hood, that in the city, bro. Like oh, definitely, I'm, I'm, definitely, bro. I live. I've been living here like what almost four years already, and I I think I know just like two people on my floor. <laughs> and in the hood, in the hood, bro. Like I go, I could go right now, and like every like I pass by the stores and all that shit. Like people just say what up to me, like. People that used to make like not not even make fun, but you know, it's just like when you just talking. I feel like when you live, yeah, yeah, when you when you live in the hood, you have to talk like like you have to uh, feed that image of the hood, yeah, yeah. and you got to just be like make fun of like how you dress, like how other people dress, even though you actually kind of fuck with it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, that's just a New York thing too. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it really is. It really is a New York thing. But I love it. I love going back, like to the hood, and like a lot of my family lives there. Like my dad, my cousins. I usually always go because my cousins and shit. So like, so you stayed. Really, really so you stayed over there in East New York for four years, and then you moved to, then you moved to Manhattan, and you've been there for four years. Yeah, yeah, four years. Oh wow, damn man, that's a crazy story. I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I I don't know why. Like I never. Now that I think back to like when I lived in East New York, it doesn't feel that long. When I while I was there, it was fucking crazy. I was like, "Oh my god, this shit is this is never gonna end. I'm never gonna get out of here." And it's not because it's bad, whatever. Like, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But at the same time, it's like you know, you come to New York and like they, I don't know this image that you saw, like you being sold is like oh you're gonna come here and everything's gonna happen for you like bro, <laughs> nothing, nothing is gonna happen yeah, to you right. until like you make that shit happen bro. yeah right everything's gonna it's happen like, for you it's like, nah. it's like you're gonna get off the plane and somebody's gonna give you a uh like a 
I say like a briefcase with all you need. Like, no, bro. <laughs> They're going to give you the briefcase and then you got to fill it up. Yeah. I love that about New York, though. Because, like, yeah, that's the great one of the greatest things about New York. I think me and Pablo talked about this on his episode. It's like, if you don't belong in New York, New York is going to tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, New York is going to kick you yeah. out. You're not going to It'll chew you and spit you yeah. out, bro. Yeah. That's it. That's a beautiful thing, man. See, you have a different story than mostly anybody else in the group who's there in New York right now. Because everybody else... They all moved there with their families. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They all moved there with their families. I mean, I mean, yeah, you were living with your dad at the time, but like... But it wasn't... It wasn't as supportive or whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you didn't have like... Like that support that you kind of need when you get here first. That you don't know what the hell to do. Because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I can't trust these people because these... Like, I come from this environment and I don't, I don't really know this environment so i don't know how much should i trust these people yeah but and that's when family comes in and you kind of like fall back on that mm-hmm. i mean all right i feel uncomfortable here but let me just go home and i reset and now i feel comfortable and then just to like prepare yourself to just go on to the journey the next day you know yeah for sure um but i mean but at the same time i feel like that helped me a lot a lot of the opportunities and the stuff that i've done is just Cause I've just been out there like embracing people and stuff yeah. and people embracing me more than me embracing people, people embracing me. A lot of the times that I got jobs and stuff or like people got like offered me stuff was just cause they reached out just cause I, I don't know why sometimes to be honest. Just the positive energy you put out into the world, bro. Yeah. I know. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Everybody tells you like, Oh, like be, be so careful about this and that. Like you really bro, don't like, have don't to listen to anything that anybody tells you live your own life yep exactly like at least you could take ownership over your own decisions yeah so you've been in New York for eight years now like what's your what's your perception of like your Puerto Rican heritage like how much does it mean to you at this point in your life as you've been there for so long um it still means a lot like yeah I feel that that one Growing up there was that made kind of made me into the person that I am. Like, it, I don't know, just the way I interact with people and people interact with me. And I kind of always, when something happens with somebody, like, I always try to see my perspective and their perspective. But it was just because, like, say in Puerto Rico, you can't just have your own perspective about stuff. Like, like oh, I'm doing this. And it's going to benefit me, but I still need my neighbor. And it's not like in, in a thing, just like a cynic thing, just like, oh, let me just kind of uh, look out for me, even though I'm looking out for like what he wants, but it's really just for me. No, like you're looking out for everybody. And it's like, all right, how am I going to do this? And like, how is it going to affect my neighbor? And how can I make my, maybe my neighbor benefit from this, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a lot of in New York, when I first got here, it's changed a little bit. But he was like, oh, let me just see how this works out for me. And, like, whatever happens with my neighbor or whoever else, like, that's that's their problem, you know? Yeah. And just uh, community-based and just being being respectful and stuff. Like, even, like, when I go and I'm eating and stuff, like, some people don't understand when I say it. But I say, like, when put away to, like, to people that just, like, are eating and they look at me like, what the fuck he said? And it's basically, it's just enjoy your meal. But we say that to anybody. Like, even if you go into a restaurant and you don't own anybody, I just say, like, oh, when put away to. And it's like just a courteous thing to say. Really? It's like, oh, like enjoy your food. Yeah. You just say that to strangers? 
Yeah, yeah, just like really, I don't know, provecho. I just say like in like in like like really low, or sometimes I just see them. Yeah, provecho. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes they Puerto Rican because that's the thing about Puerto Rican people, bro. Like you could be any fucking shaded color size. It's insane, bro. Sometimes I look at people. I'm like, bro, damn, you Puerto Rican? Like I thought you was just this. Yeah, yeah. No, bro. Um. Yeah, I mean, it still means a lot, but at the same time, like. I kind of, I don't, I don't let that, like, just being Puerto Rican, like, yes, it's, it's like a really big thing and I'm happy for it, but just identifying slowly as just one thing like Puerto Rican or this and that and that and that, it's like, I, I kind of play, that's kind of like a tricky thing for me. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Right? Cause it, it's, it's a label. You know? It's a, it's really a label. It's yeah. Just, it's a, it comes yeah, with a stereotype. Labels. It comes with, you know. Yep. And going back to what you said earlier, you like stop listening to what people, what everybody tell you, just live your own life. You know what I mean? And like yeah. when, when we look at our nationalities, like to an extent, it, a lot of stereotype has to come with that, you know? And so yeah, exactly. like we don't have to embrace those stereotypes, of course. We, mm-hmm. we have the full right to, to not do that. But, you know, our nationalities are not something that we can dismiss. No, no. But the not. stereotypes yeah. I mean, can be dismissed. You know what I mean? yeah. No, that, exactly. I feel like, yeah, I understand, like, stereotypes, I understand it in some type of way. Because, like, let's say us, we kind of can't give 100% attention to everything. So, we kind of need those stereotypes so we yeah, can move word. through life faster. Yeah, but just to, yeah. When you when you get to, when you take those stereotypes to a whole nother level and you just don't want anything but that because you think you understand, like, that's that's not good. Yeah, it works. Like stereotypes, stereotypes in real life almost function like like cash and cookies on a computer. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, it just makes things exactly, load faster yeah. because we, Yo, can, exactly. we can immediately look at something and be like, "Oh, that's that. I know what that is," and then just move on. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of just cash and cookies. It makes websites load yeah. faster. You know? Hell yeah. Whoa! I like that analogy a lot. I'm gonna keep using <laughs> Yo, that one. I'm gonna Hell keep yeah, using bro. that one. Wow, we're doing some big brain conversation on this episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, See, this is. What I was. Uh, did, did you ever watch that? Oh, sorry. No, you go, go, go. go ahead. Oh no, did, did you ever watch the? What was it? I was watching something about the Matrix, and supposedly the only way that the, the, the what's up with the name of the one? No, not the one. The other one. Damn, I'm I'm fucking up. Who the, the old lady? <laughs> Who's, uh, what's the name of the old lady? The, uh, the one in the Matrix. I don't remember, bro. I haven't seen the Matrix in so long. Fuck. So whatever. So, like that thing that you said about cookies. Mm-hmm. So in the Matrix, the only way that she'll tell him, I think, is what happens in the future or whatever. Like or what or ha- like give him gives him access. She actually offers him cookies, bro. Like literal, like, literal like, cookies or like little yeah literal cookies. Like you know how. You go into a website, and the only way that they will give you access sometimes is yeah, they yeah, ask yeah. you in the in the bottom. Like, will you like, accept these cookies? cookies or not? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yo, she does that, bro. Like, she brings <laughs> out cookies before. It's, yo, I was I was so fucking mind blown. For this shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Yeah, just so you These know. cookies are going to help you process this thing a lot easier. <laughs> We're just going to track your whole life. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I'm, I'm hyped for that new, like, the new movie to come out. When is that coming out? Is there a new movie coming out? Man, I'm so out of the loop. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, I don't know when, but supposedly there's a new one coming out. Should be interesting. Interesting, interesting. All right, well, we're coming in towards the end of the episode here, so I got a couple of general questions for you. If you're down to uh, down to go over these with me, yeah. All right, bro. Let's get started with my favorite one. What's your favorite social media platform right now and why? Wow. Wow. Social media platform and why? Uh, I don't... It was funny because, like, right now, I mean, the only one that I'm, like, active... I mean, yeah. I'm just saying Instagram just because that's the one that I'm more familiar with. Like... Before Instagram, I was like really on when I was getting on my on my like let me just kind of learn stuff and kind of experiment human behavior kind of <laughs> stuff. Like I, I like I would go to Twitter. You make it sound like you're a robot. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, it, it, no, because it's like like I feel like Twitter is like so just like raw, bro. Yeah, true. But it, like people kind of don't care. Like they just put shit out, like, and that's it. It's not like Instagram. Like, and on Instagram, you have filters, and it's like everybody wants to be them, like show their best self on Instagram. Yeah. And on Twitter, Twitter is like the text finsta, basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, you you could you could still put like pictures and stuff, but I feel it's like the like let me just be real or like just say whatever the hell I want, you know? Yeah. So then, um, why do you put yeah. Instagram over Twitter right now? Just. Just because uh, I know how to work it better, you know? Okay, okay. Like, I know, like, I know just how, yeah, I can't go to, like, still, I couldn't go to Twitter and be like, oh, like, I know how to use this fully. Like, I, <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't. Like, it was the same thing with, like, this. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I feel like I'm, like, an 80-year-old man. Like, I could talk to you about everything, like, like technology-wise, blockchain, all this stuff, but I can't, like, use this platform. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go into blockchain. Yeah. Don't go there. Oh yeah. Don't go I'll, there. I'll just go super. In. Don't go there. <laughs> I might. I might have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that day that you was here and like with the red light and I was just. Oh yeah, I remember that day. Home. How could I ever forget that day? <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Paulo. Yo, word. Damn, Jay. I fucking missed that. Dude. Yep. All right. Yeah, energy is just. <laughs> Let's get moving to the next question. I got another good one for you. Uh, what was one of the most powerful moments in your career as an artist? Um, to be honest, yo, our, to be honest, our show, like the first New York show, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, you could really, you could really do this shit. Like, we've been to so many and yep. like, yep. it's finally like, we, we have this, like, it's this, we could do this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that kind of, like, just did something to me. I don't know what it did to me, but it kind of <laughs> rewired. Like, yeah, I, I've had that, like, I have three, that thing that happened that day happened to me three times. And it happened to me that time, uh, that time that Bobo invited me to, not me, like, invited all the guys to go see uh, Hippie Sabotage, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, last year. And I, Yeah, last year. Uh, he invited us and, like, he let us go backstage and be in the green room with them and, like, uh, then he let us get on the stage with the artist, and bro, like being on the stage, like and just looking at everybody, like, and like everybody's kind of just like adoring where is on stage. Even though it wasn't me, but it did something 
to me that I was like, wow, like it kind of like like I hit like a like a milestone that I wasn't supposed to hit yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know you what know? you mean. And it was like, wow, check. But then, like, I I kind of felt like, wow, like what when when it gets to my to the point that I'm in this stage, like, is it gonna feel any different, or this is how it feels? Like, I don't know. I, I kind of got that kind of got a little depressive, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's like what like all these emotions are felt the same. Like the only thing that changes is like scale and how much people hype it up for you. Yeah, exactly. Just, it, every, every feeling stems from the same one little feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's all in the source code. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, for sure. No, I totally agree with you, man. That first show we did was like not just the day of the show or anything like that but the whole week was one of those experiences where it was just like like you said it was a it was that realization of like wow we can actually do this you know and like it's it's really only been been up from there and so like that that week in itself like i i was i've been living in the philippines obviously for at that point five months already and then i went home just for nine days to do that show and then i came back to the philippines and it was just like that nine days that i was home was one of the most important like important yeah, times in my life for sure. So crazy for like, sure. That was yeah, that, that, everything. I, it's I like still, everything fell into like, place. Speeches, bro. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 And it's like it's, it's just like how weird like you feel after I'm like you're like wow like I did this like, and then you kind of feel excited and depressed at the same time. <laughs> Doesn't that happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you're so excited about it, but then at the same time you're looking at it from like how does it get better from here? Exactly. And yeah, that's, that's when it gets depressing. Yeah, you're like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do next?" <laughs> yeah. And then when you, when you hit that next one, uh, it's like, "All right, so I did it again." And then it's just going back. It's like a like a. Have you seen that image of like the snake eating its tail? Yeah, bro? of course. It's that, bro. Just all over again. You just get to the milestone, back to the to the starting. Mm-hmm. You hit the back, and then just. Yeah, not, I have this one philosophy in life where that. Um, Happiness is solving problems, and with every every set of problems that we solve, we unlock new problems. So it's exactly the same as that metaphor yep. of a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, bro. Yeah. The life is a video game, bro. Whoa! Don't go there. We don't. Need, <laughs> we don't need to talk. We could talk about the simulation on another podcast, bro. Another episode. <laughs> give me, give me like two months to think more about the simulation, then we could talk about that. <laughs> Just read uh, uh, Baudrillard. No, uh, simu- no, no. Simulacra. <laughs> All right, send me a link. Send me a link. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. Put it in the Dropbox. After, after you read that, then we could talk about it. All right, bet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got one more question for you. Uh, who's somebody inspiring you right now? Can be anything from musicians to creative artists to authors, literally anything. Who's somebody inspiring you right now? Uh, I mean, first of all, I mean, all you guys, like, all you guys have your own little respective stuff. Like you modeling and just fucking winging it out out there, doing it however fuck you can. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Putting no fucking excuses, like, bro, I respect that shit. Thank you, bro. Um, and everybody out here in New York just grinding, bro. Like, just everywhere. you just sometimes see us just post like the good shit that we do, but you never really get to see behind like all the shit that we have to go through and all that stuff. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's very true. It's crazy. Like I was the other day, I was uh, for. And we had to meet up with the moderator. Like, I literally just hit up Josh. I'm like, yo, bro, like, can you meet up with us, like, tomorrow at 5? He's like, yes. I'm like, bro, how the fuck 
do you do that? Like, you, <laughs> I know that your schedule is like just so fucking just packed, and you could just I don't know where be like, yeah, like I could do that. I'm like, bro, it's like me sometimes, and I have a lot of free time, and I'm trying to make up all these excuses of why I can't make make it to something. Yeah, and I know that you could make up the excuse, and even if you could just make it up, and we'll believe you. Like you could just, you know, yeah, but yeah, you just course. make time. Yeah, and yeah, every I mean, everybody's doing their own shit. Like, I, like you guys are like one of the main ones that like inspire me to just keep doing stuff. You know, and yeah, bro. Artist, artist, artist wise, uh, that impacted me in every aspect. Um, this stage designer called S. Devlin. Okay, I don't know if you ever heard of her. No, I haven't. Um, she's like the of. one behind like everything. Like everybody loves Kanye, but like nobody really knows who's. The mastermind behind oh, word, the stage okay. design, and she's the one that does all his stage designs, and like kind of tells the story through through stage design that maybe we don't know. Yeah, and like she's, but yeah, she's she showed me how to not do work and make like a whole body, like a whole body of work, like not one picture, but how twenty five images could, uh, oh, come, yeah, how could you could pile up this whole thing. Into like one thing, into one concept. Right. Okay. So there is no individual so she, work; it's just a massive portfolio. Just yep. It's like, uh, all right, this is my idea. Like, not I'm not gonna break down my idea and like little stuff. Like, I'm gonna give you all this, and this all means something in like under one concept, you know? Okay. So she showed me how to do that. Like, it. I'll send you the the interview. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Interview. Send me more stuff. Send if me you, more stuff. Yeah. For those of you who don't you know, want- I, I study a lot of stuff, and a lot of the stuff that I do study comes from Justin. <laughs> Yo, that, that Dropbox folder, though? like Yeah, we have a Dropbox folder. We have the Barangay Book Club. It's full yeah, of hundreds crazy. of thousands of ebooks that we all just upload to. I mean, really, it's just me and Justin putting ebooks in the folder. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> anybody can have access, you know. <laughs> Yo, we're yeah. just open source. Open source ebooks. It's all free. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy like all the information is out there so it's you can just check everything it's all out there bro alright um, you got anything you want to plug or promote right now um right now just like if if you want to find me like on Instagram yes yeah. uh Justin Peralta I mean it's not Justin Peralta it's J-S-T-N-P-R-L-T so it's basically my name and my last name and I took out the vowels okay um I'm working on this thing called Pixels Over Matters. I don't know if you guys... Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I think you guys spoke about it in the last episode. Yeah, I think Paolo and I talked about it, yeah. Yeah. And it, that's like kind of me dabbling into the virtual space and rea- like augmented reality. Yeah. And just like adding layers to what I do already. Yeah. Um, and... So that's Pixels Over Matter, if you didn't hear it correctly. Yeah. Yeah, Pixels Over Matter. And then, I, you know, I have like other stuff like with... Chris and stuff with his content, mm-hmm. uh, like the whole concept and all that. But there's a lot of stuff just happening behind the scenes, and I'm trying to like make time for one thing and the other thing and like my thing and everything at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But that's life. But yeah, I mean, just follow me in those. I mean, I'm on I'm on Twitter as well. I think it's the same. I think it's JSTPRLT. Yeah, yep. I might start writing in medium. Back, I don't know if you ever got to. Oh no, you can't read it because I I wrote it in Spanish. Oh, but I, I used can to read write, Spanish, bro. Oh, I'll send yo. So what I used to do, I used to go take pictures. Like I had a concept, and I'll go take pictures that kind of went with what I wanted to write, 
Okay. And then I wrote pieces to with the pictures that I took. With the, I was some crazy shit. Like I oh. think I wrote like three. Yeah, I tell you, I only wrote like three things, and it was it was about like technology consumption, and yeah, it was all in Spanish. Shit, you like, just oh, gave yeah. me a book idea, bro. We should make a book with this. Yeah, man. This, this, yeah. I was talking to to Adrian yesterday. I'll tell you later. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't need we nobody stealing about. our ideas. <laughs> Word. All right, bro. Uh, I think that's gonna be about it. We just hit the hour mark. We should be all good to go. All right, bro. Yo, all thank right. you for having me, bro. Thanks for coming yeah. on, man. Thank you for coming on. God bless you. I love all your motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, bro. Thank you. Thank you for everything, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Peace. Yo. Peace, Justin. <laughs> God damn, bro.